Welcome to Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat with your hosts, David Clancy and Kieran Dunn. This is a podcast about high performance. What we are striving to achieve is to figure out what makes high performing individuals tick, why they do what they do and why they are successful. Enjoy a journey of stories, lessons and learnings. Welcome to Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat, episode number 73. Today we spoke to Kojiro Kino, photographer for Sports Illustrated and the Golfer's Journal, amongst other things. We start with the famous photo that Kojiro took of Tiger after winning the Masters in Augusta. That was the cover of the famous Sports Illustrated. We discuss how to be in the right place at the right time and what makes the ideal shot for Kojiro. Kojiro sheds light on his 20-year journey from a beginner to an experienced, world-renowned photographer of sports and landscapes. This is an episode about art, creativity, and always delivering to yourself and others. Bajira, thanks so much for joining me. How's life your end? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, life in Southern California is pretty pretty mellow uh, compared to lo- I think I think probably like around the world. Um, you know, we're all on lockdown here, but uh, it is what it is, and it's not too bad, I guess. Where once you're safely inside, we're yeah, yeah, it, it must be difficult for you to get out and take your photos of the ocean, is it? Yeah, the beaches closed actually just a couple of days ago um, in Southern California. So we can't even, you can't even walk along the sand or anything like that. So um, yeah, but you know, that's, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's just, with the listeners now, I'm here looking at Sports Illustrated, which I've subscribed to since I was 13. Wow. And I'm, I'm a little, I'm, Mid thirties, let's put it there. And Roger, you took an amazing photo. It's actually here in my office of um, of Tiger Woods and Augusta. It came on. It was on the issue last April, the double issue. Um, how 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 do you get to taking a photo like like that? Really, is a picture that paints a thousand words. Talk to us mm-hmm. about that process. Uh, well, that image that landed on the cover. It's you're just in that moment, especially. Uh, you know, like the last three rounds of it. You know, I don't know if uh, if people followed the golf the that tournament that day, but it was just a just a momentum. The last three or four holes that he was going through, it was just I don't really even remember, you know, what we were doing because it's just it's so quick. There's just so much commotion and the, there's so much energy, and you're just kind of on automatic by that point. Um, you know it. I think I forget how many times I've been there. I think that was my fifth or sixth masters. And by that time you're just, you know, you're just on automatic. You're not really thinking about anything and um, just making sure you're getting the important shots of the history of that tournament uh, of that year, you know, of last year and just trying to make sure you're getting everything Um for SI that you know they could tell a story with the with the with the photographs, so it was just a crazy momentum and just kind of on automatic, and then you just get up to the 18th green 
somehow it was just a crazy scene up there already mm. and you just get up there and you just get in your spot and it's pretty much you're pretty much assigned not assigned but you're you're assigned a location of the green up on 18 and you can't there's no there's no room or you can't move around anywhere around there so uh once you get up there and he puts it in and you know i think i had his butt facing me his rear yeah. facing me on the first putt, uh, like the four or five foot putt that he did, and he missed that. And then that short little three inch putt that he made. Uh, then he like turned around and he just I, like really, I don't really even remember what I was doing. He just he just uh, on automatic by that point. Yeah, like thanks for sharing that. Like I'm I'm an amateur photographer, like, and I'm I'm interested in how you can ensure that you were in the right place at the right time to capture history there. Mm-hmm. So like, like you, you're five or six Augustas behind you. So is it a, is it kind of a culmination of, of all that experience and kind of know how having been there to kind of know and get a sense for, you know, something's happening now. Like how does that, how do, how do you get to take in the perfect pick? Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I would have to say there were, I think, five or other photographers with me in that same spot as myself. And, you know, everyone's using different lenses, different focal lengths. And, you know, they have different crops, different um, uh, composures. You know, there's just it looks a little different from everyone. But everyone has a similar shot um, from that day. And uh, I don't know. It's... You just, uh, yeah, it just goes by instinct, I guess, and just go with the flow. And if it happens and you, he just miraculously like turned around and looked up at us and we just kind of like, oh, you know, fire that shutter Mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I do remember we, we finished that and then going back to the ceremony and we did that. And then I got a message from the editor just asking if I got that shot of Tiger celebrating on 18 you know no pressure right <laughs> no no pressure because you know everyone's watching on tv obviously um so the editor's all watching you know the whole office is watching and they just ask you if you got that shot and by the you know you just don't really know like you're just like i think i got it you know uh, there's just like a thousand stuff in there a thousand files and you're just like yeah i think i got it um and then you send the files and you get a call like two minutes later like <gasps> that's what we needed you know and you're that just, was the one man that, that was, was the, the one. one yeah and it and it's for me it was like you know the the photo is cool and all and um it's cool to be in that time and place of tiger's history and masters and all whatnot but it was for me it was more about just i was glad the editors were happy with what i got you know and just you know that was kind of more important to me than getting a good shot then yeah, yeah. Now you're saying there were five or six other guys, right? In that same sort of place mm-hmm. that took a similar sort of shot, similar sort of camera, maybe similar equipment, similar tech, similar experience. What would be the style or like the essence that would make that your photo? Like, like what makes that, you know, Kojiro Kino's photo all over it? Uh, I mean, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do when you're in that. Cause uh, the photo box there, each one is like, three feet by four feet it's really small and there's 
Okay. And you just you just roped off, and you're all just bunched together, and you know there you have the patrons all around you, and there's not much creativity that you could put into that. You can't put a stamp on that one right there. Um, you're just really capturing that moment in time that um, that won't happen ever again, and you know it's maybe somehow framing that up with the scoreboard or something like framing it up clean or just cutting out things that you don't want in the frame and just thinking about the whole edge to edge of the frame and just trying to make it clean as possible. That's what I'm kind of um, envisioning just a clean uh, background that tells a story, tells a, you know, if you include something in the background, it has to kind of make sense or, it has to have a purpose to me. Um, so that's what I usually try to do. Um, and then the other guys in there, they're, you know, they're all doing the same thing as, as well. So, yeah. yeah. Now, now let's take a step away from Sports Illustrated for a minute and just, funnily enough, not plugging it. And another one I subscribe to is the Golfer's Journal. And uh, I love it. I think it's it's an amazing publication. And Great. Yeah. Actually, what drew me to it um, what was the covers and the photos, like seeing Chambers Bay and shots like that. And, uh-huh. you know, talk to me a little bit about that process because you have a little bit more time to put your stamp on those sort of pieces because you're an, obviously you've got, you know, plenty of beautiful photos in, in, in that magazine kind of uh-huh. where did that kind of start and, and kind of what do you enjoy the most about all that? Uh, the golfer's journal is a quarterly um, and, I've been fortunate to be uh, just working with those guys for the last couple of years now. And it's, it's uh, really uh, lots of freedom to do what I want to do. And I'm also the photo editor for the, the Golfer's Journal. And we have a, a bunch of really, really, really talented photographers that we work with. And it's more, you know, we have a not a shot list or anything, but we have a story that we're doing on a certain area or a certain person or cer- something. And we just kind of give them a, uh, just the freedom to do what they want, you know, and then just rely on the photographer's vision, the, his, his or her uh, style and just kind of trust, fully trusting that style and just letting them uh, do their thing. And I, I do shoot for them uh, once in a while and it's, I do the same thing. You know, I have my own way of th- doing things and um, selecting stuff and toning and all that. And uh, it just goes from there and just having that freedom and just doing what I want to do. And luckily it's been working out pretty good. So yeah, it's, it's great kind of having kind of autonomy, be able to express yourself, you know, with, Right. And kind of do what you want. Like, that's great, right? You can, you can, you can take the shot you want. You can create the selection that you want. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, when I picked the photographers, I try to think about what's, what's the story about and the location, the vibe of the story, and then try to match it with the photographer as well. You know, some photographers don't, won't really mesh well with certain stories. Um, so we just kind of think about that and then let them loose. Yeah, yeah. You've kind of followed on nicely there. Now, what specific location, can you think or recall of a location in particular, maybe through through the Golfers Journal, through that history of you working with them that, you know, really 
has stood through. That's something that you really remember. That was a that was a lovely place. That was amazing. Those shots I got to take were, were great. Where kind of stands out for you? Mm, that's a. Uh, let me think. I mean, golf in general to me, uh, just Pebble Beach area, like uh, Northern California, that coast. It's it's uh, always uh, just a great location. We did a thing. Oh, I forget this. I'm so sorry. I have. I forget the name of the course. Pacific Grove. That's what it is. Pacific Grove. We did. We did one uh, a couple of issues ago there, and it was just. Uh, it's nothing like. I don't know. It's not. It's not like this. Uh, it's not like huge pyramids or anything like that. It's just a really mellow place and just a really quiet place but just the lights really beautiful and just the location's great and so i think i would have to i always pick like pebble beach monterey peninsula area uh yeah i love that area you obviously haven't been to ireland yet because you no. definitely be mentioning some courses here yeah no that's i've been there before but not for not for work okay has, has to happen when all this stuff comes down yeah sure no, you've you've you know away from away from golf for a minute. I mean, you've also. I'm just looking through some of the photos you've taken there. You you know you've had time with Manny Pacquiao, Juju Smith-Schuster, Simone Biles, Olympics, NFL rookies. I mean, great variety in kind of sporting context. Um, just just share some moments, maybe some things that you really remember, some some nice moments from from that kind of part. Um. Yes. A lot of those are through uh, Sports Illustrated, and and again, I think just having your client or you know whoever it is, like Golfer Journal, SI, whoever it is, to kind of just trust a photographer and letting them do things. It's always a it's it's always a gift, and you know they trusted me to send me out to photograph Simone Biles, you know, a day in the life kind of thing, or. Um, just photographing the rookies at NFL, you know, just just being able to kind of do my own thing with those athletes, it's always a, it's a blessing in disguise, and um, it's always great. And, you know, even Simone Biles, she was very professional. You know, I think everyone that I've met through uh, just all these assignments, they've all been very professional. Um, you know, they're not like, you can't do this, you can't do that. They just kind of let me do my thing. And... You know, everyone's been uh, just very kind and welcoming to letting the estranged photographer into their lives. Um, yeah, it's, there's, I, I don't know, everyone's been, everyone's been really chill about everything. I think Simone Biles, she was very, very kind, welcomed me into her house and, you know, all that kind of stuff too. So, um yeah, there there isn't one that really stands out, but uh, yeah, and all, no. all of them are pretty special. It sounds like yeah, exactly. Do you do you take much photos of, of non sporting events? Like, is that something you're also really interested in? Uh, like non sports, I do. Like, you know, if um, I like to go to the beach and I surf a little bit as much as I can. Not right now, but uh, as much as I can. And just, I do like landscapes and auto racing and things like that as well. Um, but that's more personal work. Um, just something to, uh, keep my creative flow going. 
uh, I do head out there once in a while. Yeah, like that's what I'm curious. Like you're you're there taking those photos on assignments, like your your job, that's per se. But obviously, you want to you know have that kind of cognitive diversity, that creativity to maybe look at things different. So, like I'm curious, you're managing to get those moments of history and meet mm-hmm. all these amazing athletes. Mm-hmm. Kind of the other t- the other times when you're taking photos, like what are you what are you using that time that maybe filters into your work, or maybe it's just because it's it's kind of passion. It's the other stuff you like to take. Yeah, I do. I think just being creative, I I start to get very restless and I can't really, you know, I just have too much energy. I have to kind of like be doing something to be creating something. And I think, uh, you know, most creative or artists or painters or people in this field, they they start to get a little restless if you're not creating something, creating art or whatever it is. And I'm kind of the same too. You just, you just, I just need to be doing something. And, you know, if it's even photography or, you know, shooting stuff with your iPhone, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm always out there photographing just random little dumb little things too. But um, I'm always out there photographing things and, you know, everyone has a camera in their pocket now anyways. Um yeah, always creating, always trying to shoot something, um, just to be creating something. Yeah, I always keep that in mind when I'm out there. You've come up with a nice point there. I'm always curious about. So I've got a nice DSLR. I have a couple mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. um, loads of different lenses. You know, and yeah. I when I kind of devote the time and go out to the mountains and give myself mm-hmm. six hours and bring out the tripod and mm-hmm. wash. Like iPhones are getting pretty good now. I just yeah. got a new iPhone SE with a good camera on it. Yeah. And I'm curious kind of at, at your level of expertise, mm-hmm. where where do you kind of, where do you strike the balance? Like, is it just the, the, the big tech equipment for the work? And then do you just have the iPhone or do you still carry around your, your um, I suppose, your work camera with you as much as you can, even though it might be a bit tedious and big? Uh, usually it's an iPhone in my pocket. Uh, if, you know, if I'm just riding my bike to the beach or something and I just want to, if there's certain things, but, um, I have, you know, I usually don't carry out my Nikon D5 SLR or I have, uh, these mirrorless ones, uh, that Nikon makes. Those are great too. I don't, the Z6, but I usually don't carry those around with me, um, usually have the iPhone when I'm out there, just random things. It's usually an iPhone, but if it's the personal work that I'm doing, uh, that in the ocean or things like that, it's, um, I have a housing, water housing and all that stuff to, uh, work on that. Cause in the end, I do want the quality of a good file. And mm-hmm. you know, that iPhone is, iPhone is really good for most things in general, but, you know, if it's blowing up a print that is four feet by six feet or things like that, um, iPhone file is not going to do any good. So, um, personal work, most of the time it's, it's an iPhone, but when I'm a little bit serious, it's a DSLR and I have uh, smaller DSLRs too, that I carry around for big files. Okay. And, and where do you, where do you fall in terms of, are, are you, just color or do you like black and white is it a mix uh definitely a mix um 
black and white is great. And you know, there's photographers that do uh, beautiful work in black and white. Most of my stuff is kind of mixed, I think. Um, but a little bit of, a little bit of both, but I do prefer, I, I shoot mostly in color, but I do like, love looking at black and white images from other photographers as well. Let's just take a, a step back in time for a minute, Kojir. We've got a nice kind of picture as to where you are now, but kind of how did you, how did you start? How did you get into the, into the game of photography as it were? I've really started, uh, probably when I, I used to skateboard when I was a, when I was young and skateboard through high school and things like that. And I think it really just started from there just looking at different skateboard magazines and whatnot and seeing these photographs that these photographers made and just thinking about, you know, how I could do that photograph my friends skateboarding. Um, you know, the level wasn't what I, I was seeing in the magazine, but, uh, you know, just photographing friends, skateboarding, and then just through high school, photographing just random uh, dorky things that we do in high school. And, you know, just thinking about, okay, this is what I want to do. And I, I kind of knew from there in high school that this is what I want to do and just figured out, you know, which college or how I should go about it and just kind of really research from there. Um, and then went to college, did my thing there and met really great, great people and started assisting photographers and got out in the field and just really kind of went from there. And that was like over almost 20 years ago. So no, it's, it's just, it's nice to hear kind of how you got, you know, how you got to where you are today, because like a lot of, I'd have a couple of people now that will definitely listen to this that are you know, like me, kind of getting more and more interested in it as uh -huh. kind of a passionate hobby that we, we find time for. And it's kind of what would be the next steps. And it's like, like what you're saying there, maybe it's assisting somebody who's, who's got more, more experience. And then from that, we'll learn a little bit more about our own style and how to take great photos, you know? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, even 20 years ago, it was really different from what it is now. Um, you know, is digital wasn't as, you know, ma majority of photographers weren't using, uh, digital yet. I was still, uh, hand rolling film and stuff and marking mm -hmm. them up, um, when I was still assisting. So it's slightly different. And I really don't know how a new photographer nowadays could, you know, get their name out and start working. Cause it's just so many people out there. Um, but it's really, you know, you just have to have in anything in general, I think, but you have to have a determination to um, really make it. If you really, you know, if you're really serious about making this a career, I think you have to really give 100% and just do whatever it takes to uh, make it work, you know, and um, it's definitely not easy. And not the most uh, stable thing to do, but uh, I do have the most fun and just having that creative freedom is, is a good thing to have. Yeah. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions that I'd be kind of just curious about. It, is there a photo that got away? Like, is there a moment when, I don't know, the pressure got to you or you had to move at the last minute or someone went in front of you and you kind of went, ah. Oh, can you can you think back to a time of that, or does that never happen to you? 
Uh, it happens all the time. <laughs> it That's happens, good to hear. Yeah, it happens <laughs> all the time. Me. Yeah, and you know whether the light goes out or you know just the clouds come in and the that perfect light that you had is gone while the you know Tiger Woods comes in. And you want the shaft of light to hit that hit him right there, but that cloud moves in or whatever it is. You know, a fan mm-hmm. raises his hand up and it just blocks you or security comes in and tells you to move you know there's a lot of things that could happen like a lot of things and it just you know i used to get really upset and just really get pissed off at things like that but um you really can't uh get that to you and you know you really have to just kind of move on i one good example is um i was shooting i think it was a rider cup for si with a group of si photographers and Everyone had uh, inside the ropes pass uh, that they could roam around inside so you don't have to really deal with the crowd of the Ryder Cup. But yeah. the only person that didn't have it was me. So I had to move around, you know, throughout the course, throughout the week without a pass. So you're just, you know, you're just walking with the you're crowd. like me, like a spectator. Yeah. yeah, you're a spectator and you just can't move around so quickly. And they're just the players are really tiny in the frame because you're so far away. You know, they're just, you know, I'm not the tallest guy, so you can't see over anybody. And so there's a lot of obstacles like that. And, you know, it was, I was the youngest guy on that team. And all right, Koja, you don't have the, uh, you don't get the pass this week, but I was, I was kind of upset, you know, in the beginning, I was like, Oh man, yeah, this kind of sucks. It's going to be a tough week for me, you know. But <laughs> I'm trying to see John Ryan, but I can't see him. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you can't really see, and you're just shooting over people's heads, and you're just like, "Oh, it's sort of working." But um, you just kind of at that point, I was like, "All right, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, just find different angles that the guys that are inside won't be able to see." So I'll just make it, you know, you're just trying to see a positive of certain situations like that. You know, if, if a person tells you to move, you know, cause you can't shoot from there, you just go to a different spot and then, you know, it, it works out in the end and it's, it's up to the photographer to make it work and find a good angle. Um, cause a lot of things aren't going to, you know, every single thing in life isn't going to go your way. So you just kind of have to deal with it and, and make it good. Cause the editors or whoever the client is doesn't care that, you know, security told you to move and you couldn't get that shot. It's like, all right, so where's the other shot, you know? So, um, yeah. you just have to make it, uh, positive. Just say, all right, I can't shoot from here. All right, fine. I'll just go somewhere else and then make a even better shot that you were, you know, preparing for. And it, it's usually that way for weird reasons it's you know you can't shoot from there so you go to a different spot and it ends up even better <laughs> so i don't i don't pivot and, pivot yeah. And adapt, you know? yeah um you you obviously love taking photos of golf do you do you play as well or is it i had read obviously i think you you grew a fondness of it because because your dad played a lot and used to watch watch him play is that like, or is it because you enjoy playing as, as well? What, what, why is golf the special one for you? Um, I did play is golf through special? high school. Yeah, I did play golf through high school. I was on the the uh, the very uh, low key golf team of my high school for a couple of years, and we got kicked <laughs> off for uh, playing around too much. But 
Um, I did play a little bit. Um, my, my father did play, um, just, you know, every weekend he would be watching golf tournaments and whatnot. Um, so I did play a little bit and now I do not play at all. Um, but I do get to visit all these great golf places and meet wonderful people through golf, but I don't play anymore. Um, but it's always been, I don't know. I think just going back to like personal work, landscapes and things like that. Um, it really, uh, goes together with the golf. Um, and I enjoy it and, you know, golfers journal, just keeping me, uh, letting me do my thing and it's been enjoyable. So I don't know, things just kind of fall in place. I don't know. There's no reason or anything. like I didn't choose it or anything like that, but it just kind of happens and yeah. And you just make it work, make it work out. And in, in your house or, or wherever you're living, do you have say your own photos up on the walls or would you have photos of other photographers you admire? Like, do you, do you kind of have a wall of, of mentors or is it all your own stuff? And you go, you know, I took that, I took that, I took that. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious, someone of your caliber. Um, I was once told, you know, if I take my own photo well, after I did a workshop for a couple of days, if you put it on your own wall, haven't printed it properly and framed it properly, you know, you kind of get that sense that, oh, I can do this. I might do more of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my work room, I do not have any pictures of that I've shot. Um, I just don't like to keep photos that I've shot up on the wall. I just don't. I just, I, I don't know. I've, I have no reason, but I just don't have any other uh photographs that i made i do have other photographers uh, work up on the wall but i don't have that many um just just a handful here but um no i do i don't put things up on the wall too much but i do collect photo books art books things like that um and i do have a big shelf of that so um not a big fan of just putting prints of mine up on the wall but a fan of collecting photo books instead Nice. And is rolling forward a couple of years, is there a photo, a photographer, a photo you'd really like to take, like a photo you want to take? Um, it's a difficult question, but I mean, you can't, you know, think, is there another moment like what happened in the Masters last year? But is there, is there something that you go, you know, I want that to happen. I want to take a photo of this place, that location. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was... I would have to say the Olympics in Tokyo of supposed to be the summer, but it'll be next year. I think that will be, I think it'll be a very, uh, emotional event for everybody. Um, just in general, I think I would want to be there to be photographing the event, uh, the city, the country, um, next year, next summer. Um, not, I don't have a certain you know, certain shot that I'm always looking out for. Uh, I just want to be able to capture that moment, whatever it is, even if it's big or small, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think Tokyo Olympics next year, um, crossing my fingers, I'll be there and, you know, it'll actually even happen now, but, um, that's one thing that I'm looking forward to and just seeing people's smiles on their faces. I think, I think that event will be a, a huge thing if it really succeeds, and, a, and I'm hoping it will um, next year, sure. next summer. 
And and besides the Olympics, are there other future projects kind of in the pipeline over the next six months, next year, next three years? Uh, well, this year, you know, I had a great year planned out. You know, there's a lot of things that were already penciled in. And then a couple months ago, everything really literally just like everything postponed or canceled. Mm. Um, so everything is on clear right now. Uh, we're just kind of hunkered down and just seeing what we could do and uh, see what happens. But, you know, my ultimate goal and goal in the photography or this career that I'm having is just to be able to continue to create images, create photography. And just, I don't want a career that just skyrockets in one year and then next year I'm gone. And, you know, I want a thin, thin rope you know like just i don't don't i don't need any peaks and things like that you know like i don't need to be on the cover of every single magazine things like that or you know i don't need to be super famous <laughs> you know i just want to have a very stable career and uh live a quiet life in here in southern california um and then just being able to photograph some super athletic people and great events and and that's about it. Now you've, you you haven't ruined my next question, Kojiro, with that humility. But I was going to ask, where can um, where can listeners find a little bit more about you, or if they or if they did want to buy one of your prints, or or, or kind of that sort of thing? Is it is it the website you'd point people to? Yeah, it's my own personal website. It has all my contact information on there, and uh, if you want to see my daily weird uh photo photos from, uh, with my iphone just follow me on instagram and um yeah you definitely you're going to be creative around the house right now it's probably a bit difficult uh, even for someone of, of your level right yeah you can only shoot pictures of <laughs> certain little things that you see every day but um yeah it's usually my site and then my instagram that's cool that's cool um because you're anyone who comes on this podcast we always, or I always, um, finish with a simple question. Essentially, this podcast was founded on kind of what makes high-performing individuals tick in their environment and whatever they do, be that sports, music, business, arts, you name it. You're the first photographer we've had on it. I love photography. I'm really grateful you came on today, Kajiro. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's only fitting that I ask, what does high performance mean to Kojiro Kino? High performance. Whoa. That's a boom. Yeah. It's a deep question. Um, I think just delivering, just delivering that final image to the client or, you know, whatever it is to, if you're working on a project to finish it or fulfill yourself, creativity, um, just fulfilling yourself, being able to deliver that final image to yourself or to the client. And that takes, that has taken me, you know, 20 years to do, to uh, see other people's work and work on your own things and fine tune your own work. Um, So I think that that's what it is, just delivering the final goods in the end, which took many years. There you go, guys. It, it takes it takes consistency and it takes dedication and it takes persistence to get to the level. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, you've heard it right here from Kujiro. Kujiro, I'd like to say thanks very much for taking the time again. And, you know, hope, hope all this 
this whole thing finishes for us all soon so that you can go out to your beach, take photos. I can go out to the beach not too far from, from me either, and I can take some photos as well. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Have a lovely day. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Sleep, Eat, Perform, Repeat, a story of high performance. This was brought to you by Howora, a whole person wellbeing company founded and run from Dublin, Ireland. Find out more at howoralife.com, spelt H-A-U-O-R-A life.com. Please rate, review and share the podcast. Some people want it to happen. Some wish it would happen. Others make it happen. The GOAT, Michael Jordan.